We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and the wider NBA. Sam Presti said, lower the hatch, load up the cannon, and get the tank out rolling. Catch new episodes after each Thunder game and every Sunday night. This is a house of learning doctors. Follow The Uncontested on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to catch new content as it drops. I mean, a cat and a dog connected together? This is Lou Dark. You're listening to The Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to The Uncontested Podcast. We are coming to you live Wednesday, September 8th on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. I've got my trusty sidekick, Taylor Peterson, along with me tonight. Got the uh, Patrick Mahomes koozie going because we're recording this on Wednesday evening. And uh, NFL football officially kicks off tomorrow with the Cowboys and with Knicks Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Very good. I did not even know NFL started tomorrow. So that (laughs) shows you where I'm at. We also are joined by friend of the podcast and now official... <laughs> Official producer of the uncontested, doing all the magic behind the scenes, pressing the oh. buttons, making the sounds happen, making us look prettier and sound prettier than we actually are. Jacob Silva, <laughs> JD Silva is along with us. Yay. Silva, how's it going, man? Man, it's going good. Thanks for inviting me on. Happy to be a part of the team. Uh, you know, this is a learning process for all of us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope, to, I hope to improve it though, and uh, just get used to it all and be a regular part of the show for sure. We are super excited to have you. Silva's going to be making sure our leave, our live streams, uh, almost said leave streams, our live streams are start looking much better. Our voices start sounding better. Uh, just more consistency with all that. So we're super excited to have him along. Um, Silva's got a degree in this, so yeah, that's he right. knows what the hell right. he's doing. Yeah, all the things that I like tried to do but uh, <laughs> never could do properly, like play like highlights and have images up and spotlight speakers and stuff on the live stream. Uh, Silva can actually do and do it well. So we're really excited to have him be a part of this and obviously get his voice on here too quite a bit. Yeah, super excited. So we're going to get this fired up and get Silva integrated about a month out from preseason game, guys. Uh, So Silva can get his feet wet, get up to speed, (laughs) because once the season starts, boy, oh boy, is it going to start moving quick. We will have post-game podcasts 
after every show or after every game, post-game shows after every game. We will have our Sunday night live stream. Uh, it's going to be a blast. So we're super excited to have Silva along for the ride. Gentlemen, we, t- we I've said it every podcast over the past two weeks. It is 100% the dead period of the NBA. There is, I mean, if you're into guys signing Exhibit 10 contracts, we could break <laughs> those down for sure, but I don't think anybody is super interested in that. Uh, nothing really exciting going on in the NBA world, Taylor. Not not much at all. Yeah, like you said, I think Keith Smith's been a friend of the podcast. Keith Smith has been all over the Exhibit 10 signings. I think his Boston Celtics signed a couple players today. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple other teams, uh, but other than that, I think the, the biggest, at least thunder related thing I saw were, were some Josh Giddy open gym highlights. <laughs> oh, I haven't even seen those yet. Uh, I guess I need to get out get on the ball. <laughs> Man. So, um, we, I mean, what else is going on? We, oh, oh yeah, there you go. Good Silver point, in the chat brings up, uh, the goat of thunder, uh, beat writers, Royce Young has left ESPN to join the Thunder franchise. How dope is that? Thunder is living the dream. Thunder so legend. Cool. Hanging out with Nick Collison now, I'm sure. Yeah, that's he's right. going to, he's going to do some incredible work over there. Um, it's going to be awesome. I'm super excited for Royce. Uh, I mean, Absolutely. besides that, we had Drake drop a very mediocre album. <laughs> is that hot? Yeah. I could talk for a long time about that. Jacob, don't get me started. <laughs> what that I'm wrong or that I'm right. No, that you're right. Oh yeah. It's just kind of, <laughs> Me, whatever, right? So it's, more, do, it's more Drake. A little yeah. better than Donda. Yeah. <laughs> now, whenever we get that new Kendrick, we can uh, we can record an emergency pod. True. But uh, but not until then. Um, yeah, not a, loss, a lot else going on. Uh, someone else in the chat brings up Vitt's new contract. Taylor and I broke that down, uh, not on Sunday night show, but we did it on Monday, Monday morning. morning. Uh, so you can go check that out. Uh, we had some thoughts on our boy. Is it Vitt or Vitt? I kind of like saying Veet better. Yeah, so I might just do that, even if it's incorrect. No, that would be very offensive. I won't do that. Uh, but I do need to know the official pronunciation. So, gentlemen. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. 
Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. In the desperate search for content that every NBA podcast is doing in mid-September, we were trying to come up with a plan, and I think we got a good one tonight. We have some Thunder and NBA would-you-rathers. Everyone loves a good would you rather, right? Like, would you rather get your eyeballs popped out or get your <laughs> pinky finger chopped off, right? Like some good would you rather. That's a, maybe a really bad one. That was really dark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, we got to grab the yeah. listener's attention somehow, Taylor. Uh, but we have some fun would you rather. So if you are joining us on the live stream tonight and you have some NBA or Thunder would you rathers, feel free to drop them in the chat. We will definitely get to them. Uh, Silva will be monitoring the chat as the show goes on and dropping them in for us. Uh, if you have some thoughts on some of the ones that we debate, please drop your thoughts as well. We'll get those in the show. But gentlemen, without further ado, let's do some would you rather. So I'm just going to read one off. We'll start with Taylor, and then the next one will go to Silva, and we'll just go back and forth. Uh, I have a running list here, and we're just going to keep adding to it as we go on. Uh, again, some of them are Thunder themed. Some of them are NBA themed. So it's just a grab bag. Uh, and and for those of you in the chat that want to drop them in, they can be Thunder. They can be, be NBA. They can be completely unrelated. They can be uh, hip hop takes. They can be uh, food. Would you rather? They can be whatever. So we're, we'll, we'll do whatever you want us to do. Taylor, your first step. You ready? Ready. Maybe my favorite one I came up with tonight. Oh, boy. Would you rather have Russell Westbrook win a title with the Lakers and create a Laker dynasty that spans for the next like five to 10 years or Russ never wins a title, but it also keeps the Lakers out of title contention throughout the LeBron and 80 years. This is pretty easy right now for me only because, well, A, Russ winning a title would just be awesome. And for, to see him do it back in his hometown where he grew up, where he has, uh, where his roots are, um, I think would just be pretty awesome. But also the Thunder aren't really championship contenders right now, nor do I expect them to be um, for a while. So yes, like I would hope 10 years from now that the Thunder are competing with a team like maybe the Lakers in this situation um, for a championship contention. But even then, uh, Thunder will have their time. We're still we're still in the early stages of this rebuild, this repositioning, as Pressy likes to call it. And I want to see my guy. Look, look, look in the background, those of you watching the stream. I got Russ framed. I say Russ wins a championship. Lakers dynasty, five, ten, ten seasons. Interesting. Silva, you agree with that? Yeah. Let's just let's see what's he, look. He gave a lot of time. He gave a lot of his years to us. Let's. I'll let him get one. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I I love Russell Westbrook to death. I am going to say that I would rather Russ not win one and it keeps the Lakers from winning one for the next 10 years. Not because I think the Thunder have a chance to win one like five years from now. Maybe they do. I mean, yeah. they have Alexei Pokashevsky on the roster, right? It might be next <laughs> season. But I'm also just not a fan. This is a lot of bias here. But Milwaukee, a small market franchise winning a That's title. Fair. Um, I want that parody in the NBA and the Lakers going on another dynasty run kind of ruins that parody. And I'm out on that. So, yeah, that's a fair point. 
Fair point. I will say this, just a quick aside, since, you know, NBA offseason, like you mentioned, Jacob, uh, I do still have that just like that. And this is very biased of me, but that little thought in the back of my head, like once Russ's big contract is over with the Lakers, you know, he, he's wearing down quicker than a lot of other superstars simply because of the way he, he has and does play the game, right? So maybe he retires a little earlier than, say, a LeBron, obviously, to use an extreme example. What if after this contract, this this max contract of his is up, super max contract that he's on, he decides to come back for one or two seasons, maybe probably just one, um, on the vet minimum with the Thunder and is on the bench of this Thunder team. Hopefully at that point, back in contention, it can kind of be a mentor, uh, just kind of be a part of what Shea and Presti and um, Poku and Dort maybe at that point, all, all those guys that, that, that this team is building. I think that'd be really cool. I think it'd be really cool too. Um can I play devil's ad- advocate on that for a second? You don't really want him on that bench with this team. <laughs> well, I think basketball fit, it would be fine. Yeah. This sounds very contradictory of me. So let me explain myself after I make this statement. I don't think the Thunder are interest, would be interested in that because of the cultural fit. They had the Russell Westbrook-led, like very regimented, militaristic-style culture for years and now that culture is shifting and i think if you bring back somebody who was so in charge when they were here um it is going to create like a vacuum where he will again go to the top as the undisputed leader because i've been here before i know what i'm doing uh this is my place and and you guys fall in line where i think the thunder front office probably wants to foster those leadership skills and that different type of leadership and guys like Shea Gilgis Alexander. That's a great point. And yeah, and to that point, old habits do die hard, uh, regardless of what somebody like Russ may say. Oh, I'll come back. I'll, I'll just be the happy leader when they, they need me in the locker room kind of thing. But old habits do die hard. Very much so. Silva, you get the next one. Excellent. Uh, really quick, I wanted to address a question from old Silver in the chat here. Uh, <laughs> we, can, we can just touch on it really quickly. He says, they say, would you rather start Poku or Giddy? I, I think the goal is to start both. Am I good, good point? I think so. Good That's, point. My dream starting lineup for this team is Shea, Dort, Poku, Giddy, and then probably Favors, um, and then bring Bays off the bench. That's my dream starting lineup. My dream lineup for this team is probably Shea, Jerome, Poku, Giddy, Baisley. Yeah, I think that would be, dude, that lineup is going to make me lose my mind. But if I have to choose one or one of the two for this season, I'm choosing Poku. I just, I I agree. I don't know. I don't know if Sean's in the chat and wants to yell at me about my Poku love some more, (laughs) but man, I'm just telling you, like the kid is ready to make a jump. I'm not saying to jump to superstar all NBA level, but he's ready to make a jump. There's a reason they held him out of summer league. And it wasn't because he wasn't prepared. Right. And I will say this too, even if he doesn't in the worst case scenario where he doesn't make a huge jump this season, which I don't think is the case, but let's say worst case scenario, he still, I think has such a high unknown ceiling um, that I still would want to start Poku and develop him in that situation. Also as high as I am on Giddy and excited I, as I am to, to get to watch Giddy. It's a good question though. I, I like that one a lot. Very much. Keep dropping him in the chat guys. Silva, you get the next one. Great. Would you rather 
have the Thunder trade all their future picks that they own from other teams and keep they'll, they'll get to keep their own picks, but all the picks that they own from other teams, all of those traded for the number one pick in next year's draft, or they keep all of the future picks that they own from other teams, but cannot consolidate them in any way and just have to draft where they land. That's a tough question. That's a good one. Yeah, that's tough. Loaded for sure. Um, I've always been the mentality that our biggest assets, our biggest uh, future stars and players are going to come from our own picks. Um, and then everything we get beyond that from other teams is just, you know, the like the icing on top. Um, or those other picks, we can trade them for, you know, the the other pieces we need around the next guy we, we draft and, and Giddy and Shea. Um, so I would probably lean... T- it's tough. It's very tough. You um, almost talked you, yourself into it. I you almost, you I almost, I almost, I almost talked myself into it. No, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm sticking to my guns. We're keeping all the picks. We're keeping the picks. We trust Sa- Are you doubting Sam Presti? We trust we trust Sam. Uh, you know, we're not we're not going to be good. There's a there's a very good chance we get um, hopefully something better than the 6th pick, but there's a very good chance we get a, a better pick in the next couple of years or so and then um, can package all the other stuff for I don't know. Carl Anthony Towns gets thrown out a lot. I don't know if I like that idea, but some, something like that. As an, yeah, as an example, that's a good point. Very good. Taylor, you agree with Silva? I do agree. So, like, I'm typically, the, I feel like the guy on, on here that uh, kind of likes to swing for the fences, um, but not in this situation just because I have seen um, – I, I've, I've seen the draft play out enough, right? And, and some of these prospects play out where, like Silva said, I just, I like the idea of having more bites of at, at the apple and just the direction the Thunder are heading, even um, with some of the players they're putting into place, like this season, maybe even the season after, I still think they're going to find themselves picking um, in a similar range as we found ourselves this past season, um, hopefully better. <laughs> so because of that, I think I'm with Silva. I'd rather have more bites at the apple because there's a good chance that one, more than one of those players, it's going to be um, just as good as like a number one pick. Interesting. Okay. Let me, uh, let me move the goalposts a little bit here on, on you, Silva. Same. Would you rather? But instead of trading all the future picks that other teams owe you for the number one pick next year, you get the number one pick in 2022, the Victor Wembanyama draft. I, I'd oh. still, I, uh, <laughs> I'm trading the same. You said I'm trading the same picks. Yeah, every okay. pick the Thunder owns from other teams, trade yeah. all the whole pile for the number one pick in 2022, which is already presumably Victor Wembanyama. Yeah. So asking me now, I'd probably stick to my guns. If you ask me at this time next season or, you know, before the draft next season, I may change my answer and say, because it it really depends on our outcome this year, I think is what, is what my answer is based on. Okay. Taylor, does it change that? Does that change the calculus for you at all? I mean, look, I want to pretend like I'm going to stay strong and in my stance and, uh, but it's Victor. Yeah, I want Victor. I love Victor. All right. I'm going to go contrary to you guys. Even if it's the 2021 draft, if I can trade all the future picks for the number one next year and keep the Thunder's own picks, I'm doing it. Like Silva said, I think for the next couple of years, you're going to be able to bank on your own pick. It might not be top five. Oh, oh, sorry. In this, yeah, sorry. In this, situation. yeah. So you still get your own pick, but in 2021, the number one overall pick looking like either. Chet Holmgren or, um, oh gosh, why am I forgetting the Duke kid's name? Uh, Pop, Pop, 
uh, pa- Paolo, Paolo Bolmero. That sounds right. Paolo Bolmero. Bolmero. Um, <laughs> dude, I, I've tweeted this multiple times. The type of player that the Thunder have been targeting the past few years is Chet Holmgren. Is it not? Very long, athletic, uh, can shoot, uh, very skilled. It's Chet Holmgren. I'm going to bank on the Thunder's own picks being good enough and them being smart enough with those picks and then cashing in all of their own, all of their future picks they're, they're owed from other people to get number one in 2021. Yep. I'm, I'm into it. Banchero. Banchero, not Bolchero. Banchero. Banchero. He is very much like old school Thunder. Yeah. Crazy athlete type of guy. So very good. Looks like we have a uh, nice little question from Nate Sanders from YouTube. Here it is. Let's see. Would you rather have Shea average 30 or Poku shoot 40% from three? Ooh, this one's easy for me, but Taylor, you take it first. I think I'm going to side with you here, Jacob. I know you well enough. I think I know what you're going to say. Look, here's there's the no question with me. Yeah, if right. it's Poku or if it's Ty Jerome, you sure know where you the know hell the I'm direction. leaning. That's right. Look, here's the thing about it. This it doesn't specify. So, yes, in this situation, us both picking Poku shoots 40% from three means that Poku could only attempt two, three attempts per game. That's and fine. And averages 40%. But we know Poku. We know that confidence. He is not going to be doing that. That means if he's shooting 40, 40% from three, he's attempting like at least five per game. So give me give me Poku shoots 40, uh, 40% from three. Uh, Taylor, over under 10 points per game for Poku next season. Okay, this is this kind of goes back to uh, one of the hot takes that Jacob and I had on our – sorry, <laughs> I got to specify these days. Jacob Niffin and I had um, on our uh, long-lost green room recorded – podcast we had a couple weeks ago that's floating out in the uh the cloud somewhere that we never received thanks spotify um i think we, we were getting pretty spicy with poku and i'm pretty sure i said that he would average over 10 points per game and i'm gonna stick with it so yeah i was like workshopping 12, that question. like give me like 14, 14 i was workshopping that question in my head for like 10 <laughs> minutes i started at like 14 <laughs> points and eventually came down to 10 <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm closer to 14 to be honest yeah uh, to be completely honest, but yeah, I'm taking Poku 40% from three shake. is still average 25, but if Poku shoots 40% from three, that means things are going very, very, very well. Yep. <laughs> Cannot say it any better. And if Poku shoots 40% from three at the midway point of next season, the amount of shit I will talk will be intolerable. It will be ignorant. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, who was next up? Was it Taylor or Silva? I think I think me this time. All right. Taylor. Oh, this is a fun one. I don't know which one of you guys dropped this one, but would you rather be a fan of the Kings? Oh, yeah, this is me. <laughs> as, as they currently sit, or a fan of the Timberwolves, as they currently sit? <laughs> so here's the thing. Like, both teams have a lot of solid young talent a solid, solid talent in general. Both have been poorly run in the past, but I think in this situation, in my own hypothetical question, so maybe we should have given this one to Silva first. I just thought of that, but oh well. Uh, <laughs> I'm going. I, I typed this question out with the Kings in mind because I, I, I think the past couple of, uh, of off-seasons, we've seen them make decent moves. Uh, they seem to be turning a corner, even though I can never trust the Kings. There's always some Kings moves Kangs. that can be made. But it seems to be a little less Kings. And didn't a little more somebody kings. since the Kings won summer league? <laughs> didn't somebody make Rangs? Oh my shirt? gosh, yes, 
Yes. Which is like the best shirt design one, ever. One of the, uh, yeah, it was a Sacramento fan. I, I, I wanted to say at first that it was uh, our, our, our friends at the Kings Bulls. Pocket. Yeah, the Kings Bulls. I don't, I don't think, think it, was, it was I think they just shared it. Um, but still, I think of players like, obviously, Halliburton, De'Aaron Fox, um, just some of that youth that they have, even some that um, they can use as trade chips. Um, and, you know, we, We've heard them being linked to Ben Simmons. All that being said, I kind of like the direction of the Kings a little more at this point, and I'm still just very out on the Timberwolves. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say the Kings. Interesting. Silver, you going Kings as well? Probably, probably. I like Anthony Edwards a lot. Same. Um, but that's a, I, that's a good point. Yeah, I like Anthony Edwards a lot. As, as, like as a as a, as kind of what Jimmy Butler was at some point during mm-hmm. during the season he was there. You know, like he's he's the voice of the team. He's the heart of the team, which they obviously have not have not had. I think I'm going Wolves. Now, my like favorite it. player off of both of these rosters is Tyrese Halliburton. I love Tyrese Halliburton. But the Kings under a bit of a new front office. Sorry, not the Kings. The Wolves under a bit of a new front office. The Kings, I just I don't trust the ownership at all. Wolves are getting new ownership, have a relatively new front office. Um, one of my sneaky, like, would be a very big fan of trades this offseason, before the season starts, is Ben Simmons to to Minnesota. Yeah. I think well, if you had kind of why Ed- I both of them. Okay. Yeah. I think if you had Ant Edwards, Ben Simmons, and Carl Anthony Towns, like you've it's got a, a squad. Fantastic fit. You've I got a squad for sure. On the Kings as well. So like yeah. I, I love both of those. It's interesting. That's Sonya a good one. did have a pretty you mentioned the new ownership, Jacob. Uh Sonia in the chat. I saw Jacob or I saw Silva just pull pull that up. Um says Timberwolves to the Sonics incoming in five years because obviously of the uh, whole A-Rod connection there. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Silva, you are up. I'm ready. Would you rather have the Thunder trade for Ben Simmons this season or draft outside the top five again in the 2021 draft? This was another one of my questions. I really, I really don't <laughs> like this. I really don't like this. I'm okay. I'm not going to add any, any additional context to this. It's not fair if I if I'm like, well, what if we can trade up? Top five. Um, that is a possibility, but yeah, you can't predicate your answer on yeah black uh, and white, Silva. I'm planting my flag in the I do not want Ben Simmons on this Ooh, team. Okay, uh, Island. So sure, give me the, the sixth pick again or something and. Just hope for the best. Uh, I'm not. I'm just not a fan. Not a fan of of Simmons, really. Not with this team, at least. Oh, uh, sorry. I was going to let Jacob. <laughs> uh, so, kind of my thought process with this, right? And I'm with you, Silva. I, I'm not. I haven't been a huge Ben Simmons um, person either, or I should say, fan either. Um, but obviously, super talented. I think. Oh, almost underrated at this point, just because of what's transpired. Uh, we saw it in the playoffs. I think that was more of a confidence thing, obviously, than a skill thing. Um, and I just think the way this whole situation is playing out, I could see, and I think I might, I might have said this on a previous podcast, but again, it could have been the one that was lost out there in the cloud uh, with Jacob uh, last week or the week before. That pod's going to live in infamy. Yeah, that's right. We, 
everybody's gonna call it call say say we're full of bs but we uh we were spitting some flames there had some <laughs> yeah. spicy takes and we can't even really that was one of my them. one of my favorite pods we've done in the, in the recent months and we <laughs> and of course it's just gone shout uh, out to I'll, spotify I'll, green I'll reach room back out i'll reach back out to him to say like look where's it i'll the building up <laughs> what's up fbi welcome to the live stream thanks for tuning in <laughs> Yeah, our, our live stream count just went up by about 10. Um, <laughs> so my my thought here is that, like, for example, well, Paul George is a bad example, but there was a random team being the Thunder that came in um, during those negotiations and got Paul George into OKC. This is maybe not a player of the same caliber. It's a very different situation. But based off everything we've seen transpired with the Ben Simmons situation over the past, really the past week, but you can include over the past month, I just think that the asking price will drop. And then that's when a team who is very rich in assets like the Oklahoma City Thunder could come in and kind of get Ben Simmons at what could, could potentially be considered a discount. Now, where I'm torn, and the reason, again, I typed this question is because if you do get Ben Simmons, you're probably not picking in the top five, um, to your point, Silva, unless you trade up next year. And I just think it's a it's a move that Presti most likely wouldn't make, and it's kind of jumping the gun, which I don't like. But I am slightly intrigued. We talked about Ben Simmons' fit with the Wolves, with the Kings. I do. I mean, he does kind of fit this style of play at the Thunder trying to transition towards. I'm only a fan of trading for Ben Simmons. We already said Silva can add context to his question. So now I'm going to, or his answer. So I'm going to add context to my answer. <laughs> if you could get Ben Simmons to OKC strictly under the assumption that he is going to be your starting five, I'm in. But oh, like, that, that's yeah. my that's my only. I don't want. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's, I mean, you're literally playing position. Think about that lineup you mentioned, Jacob, earlier. But instead of Baisley, you have Ben you Simmons. Ben, oh my gosh, Shea, Dort, Giddy, Poku, Ben. Like that is a very that solid the, lineup. Kind of starts. And Ben Simmons doesn't have bit. to space the floor. He can lead the break if you want him to. But he can be your. He, he can play kind of like what they've ta- we've talked about a lot with Ben. He can play that glorified Draymond Green role. He can be the short role playmaker out of a pick and roll with Shea Gilgis Alexander. I think it'd be really, really powerful, really impactful. Um, I think Taylor is up next for the next Would You Rather. Taylor, would you rather the Thunder keep Poku or keep Lou Dort and Trey Mann? You guys know how much I love Lou. This isn't fair. (laughs) As much as I love Lugents, um, as much as my allegiance is to Lugents, uh, I pledge allegiance. <laughs> allegiance to, to the, the flag. flag. <laughs> oh man, uh, I I think I have to. Go. But here's the thing: what if Poku doesn't? Play? I'm doing the same thing Silva does. I'm like I'm I'm, I'm conflicting. I'm, I'm yeah, conflicting internally, and I'm expressing it out loud on the podcast. Like there's the situation where Poku doesn't pan out or doesn't pan out like we hope he pans out. Mm-hmm. Well, and th- this is like the point of asking these would you rather, yeah, right? right? Exactly. So we can talk exactly. about the yep. the context but, and right. the, the given give and take of these. Ugh. See, this could be such a terrible take here and like looking back in like three seasons, but I'm still going Poku. I, I believe in the upside. Um, I, I understand that's homer and biased of me. Um, but I believe in the upside, the ceiling is just, you just can't, those kind of players don't come around very often and you have to take a swing on that upside when you have the opportunity where maybe not like an exact replica of Lou comes around again, but that type of player is more likely to come around again compared to a Poku. Alexa Poku Savetsky. 
<laughs> my guy hey, silver hey. you keeping poku as well i i was gonna say worst case we're we made we made draft the uh clout burdened version of poku and chet holmgren hey, chet, next hey, year there we go there so. you go so get rid of poku because you'll get chet. i like chet, it now is, we're is chet just the american <laughs> poku <laughs> also we got to print the shirts chet the bed yeah, that's that, right. That's hashtag. the hashtag for like instead of like fade for Cade, we got Chet the bed, <laughs> and fade the Cade, uh, fade fade for Cade took off, and I feel like did. we were the originators of that, and <laughs> then NBA Twitter stole it from us. So Chet the bed trademark the uncontested podcast. I kind of like hold go. on to your home grin. Oh Ooh. my gosh, <laughs> those are good. I struggle with anything for Banchero. Yeah. Yeah, that's every uh, time I hear the the name Banchero, this sounds really weird, but it makes me think of Del Rancho. Mm-hmm. And Del Rancho sucks. <laughs> Is that a hot take? That's Am I going to piss off a lot take. of Oklahomans? Not a hot take. I'm out on the steak sandwich supreme, y'all. I, actually, I can't. I cannot deny that I've had it once in the last decade, so I can't really comment on it. <laughs> Fair. That's kind of where I'm at. But yeah, I'm sure all of our listeners over in Australia, New Zealand are wondering what the no hell a Del Rancho is. About. Look up Del Rancho, guys, and and just see what it is. It's an Oklahoma thing. It's I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan. Silva, you are up. Yep. Ooh, let's see here. Would you rather see Shea Gilgis Alexander win a scoring title next season or see Shea post three straight seasons of 50, 40, 90 shooting splits? That's 50% from the field, 40% from three, 90% from the free throw line. This one is easy for me because I love efficiency in the NBA. So give me the 50, 40, 90. He's uh, really not many people have, have made that list anyway. And he would not be the he would not be the quote unquote smallest name from the list. Uh, oh, uh, what uh, the guy he's played he was drafted from Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, he's probably the least famous name from that list. And mm-hmm. if Shea, if Shea did it, you said three seasons in a row. Three seasons in a row. That'll give him the the fame he needs in Oklahoma City to, to get him. Has to, anybody done it three seasons? <sighs> kept, I know Steve. I think Steve Nash did it twice. Steph and KD, I think, have done it multiple times. I'd have to. I'd have to look. Yeah. Taylor, what are you feeling on this one? You want you want a Shea scoring title, or I do don't. you want a Shea fifty forty ninety? That's not Shea's game. Shea's game's more. Uh, I mean, he flirted with a fifty forty ninety at one point this past season before he was injured. He's doing fifty forty ninety with this versatile team that we keep talking about. Um, this style of play at the Thunder are wanting to play moving forward. We're talking about a very uh, incredible, well rounded player and kind of the centerpiece and foundation um, of this team. And uh, so I'm absolutely going three straight seasons of 50, 40, 90. I mean, that's rare. It really is rare. Kind of like a triple-double, you know. It doesn't have quite as much flash as it once did, but uh, still very, very impressive and and impactful. Definitely. Yeah, I think I'm going the 50, 40, 90 as well. uh, That would tell me that Shea's longevity and his efficiency isn't a flash in the pan that it's consistent. And if he's 50, 40, 90, three straight seasons, I think he's an all-star three straight seasons. And so I will, I will take that every day, every day. Uh, Taylor, you've got the next one. This is a, a NBA wide one. Would you rather trade Jalen Brown for Dame straight up plus the picks or 
trade all of Boston's young depth plus picks for Brad Beal. So oh, this is like a Boston-based one. Yeah. Once like again, Jalen like Brown and picks for Dame to to Boston, or all the young guys and picks from Boston for Brad Beal. I'm pushing all the chips uh, and to the middle of the table to use a poker reference here. And uh, if I can keep Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum and s- surround them with Bradley Beal, I'm doing that. And then, uh, shoot, I mean, you just – that will attract players that want to come and play in Boston with those kind of players. Uh, and you can kind of do what the Lakers have done, maybe to a lesser extent, but you just fill off the rest of the roster with um, bet minimum guys, <laughs> uh, veterans who are trying to prove themselves or that want to win a ch- uh, win a title or or be, a champ- be on a championship contender. Uh, and the rest will work out and play out, but to be able to have Bradley Bill, Jalen Brown, and uh, Jason Tatum on the same team, you can't beat it. So that that's my that's my personal choice. Silva, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think I, I think I agree. I think I'd probably if you can keep if you, I mean three stars is better than is better than two, you know. Um, and if you want to try and make the argument that there isn't, isn't enough shot creation whenever you have Jalen, Brad and Jason Tatum. I don't know how much more you get just with Jay, with just with Dame and Jason Tatum. Like they, they create for themselves. I don't know how much they create for the rest of their team though. So I'd, I'd go with the three stars there. I think I'm in a grants. Although Dame would be incredible in Boston, Dame and, and Tatum together. I think they are two guys more likely to create their own shots and who gets the ball at the end of games types of thing. Uh, I'd rather have the three. I think the three, you could stagger them. You could have a potent score on the floor at all times. Um, I think Silva and I are are in agreement on the fact that like we both just absolutely adore Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's my guy. Yeah, love that dude since he was drafted. He's real good. Real good player. Uh, let's keep the same theme going here. Would you rather, Who's who's up? Is it? Silva is up, I think. Silva, would you rather see Dame request a trade or Bradley Beal request a trade this season? Uh, well, I know Dame is an enemy in the eyes of many Thunder fans, so I'm going to go ahead and expose myself. I've been a massive Dame fan for a lot of years, um, and I don't think he's going to like. I don't think he's going to win in in Portland, and I I think the the front office there is proving that they can't really do what needs to be done as far as acquiring talent beyond you CJ. Mean Hula, Neil O'Shea Hula. doesn't give you confidence. Uh, no, he gives me a questionable head coach. Um, but no, I, I'd probably say Dame. I, I want them both to request a trade, but if I had to pick between the two, I, w- I would say Dame just to see him go somewhere like, I don't know, Philly, if they can even get enough assets for that or somewhere along those lines. I can't think of any other major teams off the top of my head that would be able to uh, afford that. People would throw out the name the Warriors, and uh, I thought that was kind of odd. You'd have Dame and Steph, and I imagine one of either Clay or Draymond's strange. But yeah, Dame. Taylor, are you in agreeance? I'm in, in agreeance as well. I said uh, Bradley Bill to the Celtics. I would prefer that in the previous would you rather. But in this situation, seeing a, a player of the caliber of Dame, um, you know, as much as Thunder fans <laughs> were still scarred by that that three-point bomb and wave, um, I do like Dame as a player. It would be really cool to see him win a championship. Hopefully, like Silva said, it wouldn't be for like a Golden State to be with a, 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 some other team. Like the Sixers would be kind of cool, right? That's another one that's always flo- uh, floated out there. But I have to say Dame on this one as well. Yeah, I think I'm with you guys. Um, I don't like that we're agreeing on all of these. <laughs> it makes me upset. But yeah, I 
I would rather see Dame leave because I think he has a better chance to swing a, a title for somebody. And I, I just don't see it happening in Portland. And so I would like to see him leave and get, and get a blockbuster going somewhere else. Do you have any uh, preferred destinations outside of like Philly? Philly is the ideal one because Dame and Embiid would just be unstoppable next to each other. Um, other places, let's think here. You like, uh, you like New Orleans? They have a lot of assets. Yeah, I love the New Orleans fit. Dame and Zion would be so much fun. Um, and yeah, they, they do have a ton of assets to make it happen. It's hard to see any other teams that could really make a trade for Dame and then be competitive with Dame immediately after. New Orleans is one of them because I think Dame plus Zion plus whatever the hell you want to stack around them will work. Uh, I don't think Dallas is a fit. Uh, I don't think he wants to go to Houston. I, Houston's going to be bad with or without Dame. Um, obviously not Oklahoma City. Neither of the LA teams, Sacramento, Golden State, Phoenix, none of those make sense. The Knicks is the one I keep thinking about. Yeah, the Knicks those. could be good. What do you think about Denver? Denver is fascinating. Well, they have, uh, they, they're coming up on that time where they have so many young players about to be on like near max or max contracts. You know, maybe that's, they can consolidate two of those guys. Michael Porter Jr., Bull Bull, and probably Murray, Jamal Murray, and then picks. I, I, I would do that. I would do Porter and Murray for Dame. But then you still have Dame, Aaron Gordon, think, and Jokic, and that I still think works. The uh, Blazers might do that too. Sorry. Yeah, it would, it would have to sense, be in, in the situation where Dame does request a trade. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the nugget, it would have to be a lot of picks, that. I think. But I think um, Michael Porter Jr., um, <laughs> Jamal Murray, Bull Bull, and like three or four firsts probably gets that done. True. It's interesting. True. It's interesting. Our guy Colin Reed in the chat shouting out <laughs> Taylor trying to flex on all of top. us with the, with the tank top on. Look, I uh, I kind of didn't change, and I just saw the link and came in here, you know, after my workout, and uh, you know, here we are. Hey, uh, for for the live viewers though, um, I'm not gonna show. Up. I'm gonna try and do this without like just showing off. Yeah, there we go. Yes, and just see the tank top. Look at the tank top. This is old school. This is OG. I've had this since yeah the Harden days. Very nice. It's a very old shirt. Yep, James Harden tank top. I love it. Okay, so good, stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I believe Silva is next up. Silva, would you rather trade Shea Gilgis-Alexander, knowing the Thunder will win a championship after at least four seasons, or keep Shea, but know the Thunder will not win a title with him? Look, there's not a guarantee that the Thunder will win a championship like in the next 20 years. So if I can guarantee that, anyway, as much as I love Shea, that dude's awesome. Um I would I would have to trade him for sure. It, it would hurt. Uh, I don't and I don't know who who we would trade him for necessarily. That would put us over that hump. But yeah, yeah. Like if you can guarantee a title, you you do it. I mean that's why so many teams go way all in on on players with with all their picks and stuff. So yeah, I have to do that. Taylor, I was kind of thinking we, we this would be one that we finally disagreed on. Um, we disagree on some of the early ones, but but haven't since. Yeah, no, I'm I'm exactly with Silva, and I think it goes back to just the whole Russell Westbrook era, right? Where I was so, so behind that 110%. That MVP season, I wanted nothing more than to see Russ get that MVP. And it was so rewarding. Um, and, and I just, 
it you know just was 110% behind the fact that I thought the Thunder could win a championship with Russ uh, leading the helm. But what, yeah, exactly. Like you guys have said since then, not even just with the Thunder, but around the league, like especially for a small market, it is so hard to win a championship. And there's nothing more than I want for this organization, this franchise. So if you can guarantee that, no matter what it takes, as much as I love Shea, Poku, Dort, you do what it takes to win a championship. So if you can guarantee that, that's the way I'm going as well. As well. Yeah, agreed. Here's the thing, like nobody wants to trade Shea. And we act like, oh, they, they can never do it. He's so good. It, it would ruin the franchise, blah, blah, blah. How many times have they traded a player like that, though? And like we get over it and talk ourselves into the new guy in two months. Russell True. Westbrook and Chris Paul, Serge Ibaka and Victor Oladipo, James Harden and, and Jeremy Lamb and Kevin Martin and Picks. <laughs> um, Steven Adams. Steven Adams. You know, like we would get over it. As much as that pains me to say, because I love watching Shea Gilgis Alexander play basketball, the the Thunder fandom would get over that trade very quickly. And the name of the game is titles, right? The name of the game is 100% titles. Another one, Taylor, this one's for you. Uh, This is a a three-parter, which is kind of fun. Would you rather be a fan of the Pistons as they have Cade Cunningham? a fan of the Hornets with LaMelo Ball, or a fan of the Pelicans with Zion Williamson? This one's tough. Um, I kind of hope all three of us go with a different answer here, but I do we'll too. see. I do too. I mean, like in a vacuum, looking at these three teams um, and just these three players specifically, I still think Cade provides the most versatility to build around. But with that being said, if you're looking at them as a franchise as a whole, where they currently sit with these three players that just, you know, everything else, <laughs> I kind of like, this is crazy, but I kind of like, say, <laughs> just say it. I, I kind of like Melo and the Hornets here. Okay. Um, I understand Pelicans have all those picks, not as much as the Thunder, but they have a lot of picks with Zion, which is pretty insane when you think about it. I kind of like Melo and what the Hornets are building, as crazy as that sounds. Silva, where are you at on this one? Um, I know where I'm not at, and that's with the Pelicans. <laughs> um, I, I'm worried about that situation there with uh, with Zion and what David Griffin has been doing up to this point. But I think um, it's tough. It's tough to choose between the Pistons and uh, the Hornets. I do think the Hornets are are a little bit further down their timeline, and they have a guy like Gordon Hayward on their roster. Who you know he has he has his issues, but he does has he adds talent to the roster they have there. Um, I think I will probably go with the Pistons, though. Uh, they have I, I trust their GM. Like he, he was with he was with OKC for a long time. Troy Weaver. Uh, I really really like Cade uh, as a leader, as a just a, a person. And from what I saw in preseason, preseason doesn't matter that much, but um, I really liked what I saw from him. He already showed off uh, his three pointer, and uh, I think the playmaking is just kind of a natural thing for him. Um, maybe now we'll see. Maybe this next season, I'm, I'm curious what we'll see from guys like Killian Hayes. Um, Isaiah Stewart had a good uh, end of the season run last year. So I'll probably go with the Pistons. I don't think you can go wrong necessarily, but yeah. All right. Well, hey, we did not rehearse this. There was no behind the scenes chatter. But as soon as I asked this one, mine was Zion. All right. Do I like what the Pelicans did in the offseason? Hell no. Do I like the direction the franchise is taking? Of course not. (laughs) But Zion Williamson is transcendent. I know Kamiar just thinks he's the fat Julius Randle, and that's okay. (laughs) 
I'm almost Z- there too. Zion, I mean, next year they're going to play this guy at point guard. They're yep. going to play this 260-pound bowling ball of a man at point guard. Like, he's going to be unstoppable. He's so, so, so good. He literally is changing the game. He's Is he as good, or will he ever be as good as Steph Curry? No. Or like transcend it as Steph or Luka. I think he is going to have the the impact on the game close to what Steph has had. Right. Steph changed the game that like small guys like Trey Young could thrive in the league. I think seeing a, a massive dude that's an athletic freak. The the problem is you can find a lot of Steph Curry builds in the world. You can't find a lot of Zion builds in the world. Right. But being able to put that the a ball in that guy's hands and let him be the the primary playmaker and let him handle the basketball. Uh I think is going to just it, – it's such a zig when the rest of the league is zagging. And it, it's going to be so hard to match up that if they can ever put the pieces together and make it work, they're going to be really, really tough to beat because nobody can guard that guy. Like, can you guys think of one player in the league that could just match up with Zion for 40 minutes in a playoff game and not just get the shit beat out of him? I See, mean, that's, Kawhi yeah. Leonard's going to try his best. Jimmy Butler's going to try his best. Giannis but if you put a big man best. on him, he's going to go past him. And he's got, what, 30, 40 pounds on Kawhi? Yeah. Here's just where I worry about Zion is the weight um, and the conditioning, for one. Um, the endurance from like a health and physical standpoint. Like We talked about Russ aging quicker than some superstars. I think Zion could be in a similar category. That's fair. And three, we're talking about the direction the Thunder is moving and how they really have kind of done 180 compared to, you know, Thunder 1.0 to this new, if you want to call it Thunder 2.0, because of the way that the the league is moving. Zion is more old school in that regard. Like he, I don't think he's going to be a player that ever really develops an outside shot or even a floater for that matter. To Jacob's point, you're as athletic and as much of a freak as Zion is. It doesn't matter because you can get to the rim at will. But taking those other two points I, I said into consideration, I just don't know if he'll ever be able to put it all together. He'll still be a dominant force. He'll still be an all-star. Will he ever be that superstar? Those are the things I think that could be holding him back, and I'm curious to see how. See, I think out of those three guys, Zion has the most superstar potential. Yeah. I think if we're looking at who is most likely to become like an a multi-time all-NBA performer, out of those three, it's Zion Williamson to me, and it's not close. I, yeah, I think this the ceiling of one specific skill is definitely higher with with Zion than than any of the other two guys. Like his scoring potential uh, is higher than Cade's or or Lamelo's. They have, I think, Cade has better defense than the other two, but his scoring ceiling's not nearly as high. Mm-hmm. And then Lamelo's more focused on playmaking rather rather than just scoring. So yeah, you're right on there. Honestly, I think Zion could arguably be the best defender out of those three. Wondering if he if he Shot would play blocking, if he would play defense like he did at Duke, you know where he freaking ripped a Nike shoe in half. Yeah, <laughs> like you know that that that's, was crazy. That's yeah, we, what we've seen it. Those, his conditioning yeah. and yeah, like it, just trying to adapt to the NBA the, the pace of the NBA game. Um, and then Sonia Martinez in the chat brings up a good a good point about. Uh, Shay's cousin 
Uh, I'm excited to see what Nikhil Alexander-Walker does. He says Alexander-Walker is the real deal. I think he might start for the Pelicans this year. If yeah, he does, he, and I'd be goes a whole upset as a Pelican. He fan. and um, the name escapes me right now, but the guy that came to the Pelicans from Charlotte, Devontae Graham. Devontae I think Graham. I think Nikhil Alexander Walker and Devontae Graham start in the backcourt. Bring Kira Lewis off the bench for for New Orleans. Yep. Uh, you have Zion, Brandon Ingram in the front court. You could play Zion at the five. Maybe they they play. Oh, they got Valanchunas, so they'll play Valanchunas at the five. Yep. I don't that's a that's a pretty that. solid lineup. But, I, yeah. I my sorry, preference Galanchia specifically. Yes. My <laughs> preference is Zion at the five. I think Zion I should be a full time okay. playmaking five in the league, just like I believe Ben Simmons should be a full time playmaking five in the league. Bring us back full circle. Ben Simmons on the Pelicans. I don't like the fit of Ben and Zion together. And Zion. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you have Zion or Ben, your other four players need to be shooters. shooters. Yeah. I think Ben and Zion are too redundant together. True. Like I just said, I think both of them should be full-time fives in the league. Now, that doesn't mean they should play with their back to the basket and not have the ball yeah. in their hands. They should be point centers and handle the ball, um, almost like I think Giannis should be a full-time five in the league. Like I, I kind of think we're shifting out of the era of like the Rudy Gobert. Yep. I think the only like true big man who is really left who can dominate the league are two guys, and that is Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid. Embiid. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Is that is that fair? Yeah, I think that's extremely fair. I think like the future of the center position over the next ten years in the league are guys like Zion, guys like Ben Simmons, guys like Evan Mobley. Uh, I think that's those are going to be the fives of the league in the future. Yep. And crazy vers- versatile play, ball play handling. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right, gentlemen, that is all the would you rather's that we have for the night. Um, hope our listeners enjoyed this. I know I did. This was, was a lot, lot of fun. fun. I had a blast. Uh, yeah. Sucks that we agreed a little bit. I don't like agreeing with you guys, <laughs> but you know, it's whatever. So um, any parting thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, whenever you brought up, uh, whenever you're talking about Zion and how uh, he's one of the, one of the only guys we've seen that can just, he's just, really, really muscular and can barrel in and do things like that. I kept thinking about how Thomas Robinson was just sitting in his living room, maybe watching this thinking, damn it. I was so close. (laughs) Yes. 100%. 100%. It's interesting how like guys miss out on a trend in the league and could have been really good, but it, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't pan out. You know, it's fascinating. So, all right guys. Well, thank you so much. If you join the live stream tonight, Shout out to you guys. We super appreciate it. Late night on a Wednesday. So thank you for joining us. Just in the podcast version of this. Hey, thank you so much. If you enjoyed what you heard, please go drop a five-star rating on your listening platform of choice. It means a lot to us. Helps the podcast be seen more. Make sure to go follow us on all the social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Catch all of our stuff. We will be back with you Sunday night, 9 p.m. Central Time for the live stream, the the regular weekly live stream. So join us then. I think that's all I got. 
Stay healthy. Welcome stay safe. Silva. Great first podcast. Yep. You crushed it. Yep. Thank Silva, you, you didn't you. you didn't mess up the first one. Congratulations. It's all downhill from uh, here. I could mess it up on Sunday. <laughs> uh, Silva, shout out real quick your uh, your Twitter handle where people can follow you. Yeah, it's just at JD Silva underscore on Twitter. I tweet about the Thunder and the wider NBA and, you know, uh, social issues. You sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So go follow Silva as he joins the uncontested team. We're super excited to have him. We will talk with you guys Sunday night, 9 p.m. Central Time. Make plans. Put it in your calendar. Tell your parents. Tell your friends. Tell your children. Tell your neighbors. We'll see you then. Until then, and as always, thunder up.